Hallelujah. Hey, I, I just want to invite all the dads to be here next week because it's Father's Day. And, and, and I've got a message for you that, that the Lord's just been cooking in me for a while. You know, fathers are so important. They really are. And I don't want to get into it, but, uh, but uh, you know, they're, they're so important. Alberto, how you doing, man? Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's good to see you, man. Praise the Lord. Yeah, give it. Alberto knocked on my door the other day, and, and, and he's selling a bug service. And, and, uh, and so I, I bought it, okay? And, but, you know, there's, there's so much more for you, so much more because of who you are. So he, he, we're in there, and, uh, and of course, you got to sign on the little telephone thing now and all that stuff. And by the way, they came yesterday and did a good job. Uh, but but he, he goes, may I ask you a question? I'm picking on you, man. Okay. Uh, but, but I love you already. I just met him. Uh, and he said, may I ask you a question? What is that? And he, point, he points at this book, and it's a book full of decrees. By, what's that lady's name? Kuhneman. Kuhneman. Yeah. This lady named Kuhneman. And so I said, I started talking to him, and I said, you know, see, the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword, but it's more powerful. It edifies you when you read it, but it's powerful when you speak it out of your mouth. And so he goes, uh, he said, can I ask you another question? And I said, yes. And he said, will you pray for my mama? And we did, didn't we? We prayed for his mom. And, and, you know, I believe God touched her. And I believe that, that things are going to turn around for her because she's had a rough go-to. Hallelujah. And so, so we prayed. He said, so, and I, he said, will you pray for me? He asked another question. Will you pray for me? So I prayed for him too. And then he said, may I ask you one more question? And he said, what time does your church start? I ran out to the pickup and got a card, and, and he's here. What's your name? Trevor, and you brought Trevor. Wow. You young girls ought to look at these two boys. They're pretty handsome. <laughs> Amen. Father, we just thank you as we approach the Word of God this morning. Father, I just thank you that you helped me teach this lesson. Father, I thank you that you give me utterance and I speak boldly as I ought, making known the mystery of the gospel. Father, I love you this morning. And I know that every person in here is in love with you. And if they're not, Father God, I believe that sometime during this service, if they're unaware of, of being a Christian, that they will give their heart to you, Father God. Hallelujah. And I give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, so uh, I, was, I was just, the other day I was just praying, and, and I've just been reading through the New Testament. And so, um, so it, I just got, I've been kind of stuck on the book of Luke. And, and I, so I've been reading through it and then reading through it again. And, and, uh, and so we're going to, I've got some scriptures for me I want to share today. And they're from the book of Luke, and it's called Who's in the House? All right? And so, uh, so that's our church there. Who's in here? Anybody know? Hey, how many of you remember a guy named Carmen when he went, who's in the house? You don't remember. Okay. 
Yeah, you don't remember. I was a big fan of Carmen, and and uh, so I, I Googled him here a while back, and, and I noticed he gained weight. That, that has nothing to do with anything. Okay. <laughs> i got to get serious this morning. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So in, in, in uh, Luke chapter 19, you, we're all familiar with this story, but the Lord began to show me some things about it this week that I, I really feel in my heart that I need to share with you. In Luke chapter 19 and verse 1, it says, Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. So he wasn't just a tax collector. He was a chief tax collector. He was the head of the tax office in Jericho and maybe even the whole district. And so in verse 3 it says, And he sought to see who Jesus was. Isn't that amazing? The anointing, if, if we lift up Jesus, then people are going to be drawn to us because people, I don't think it's ever changed that, that people need Jesus in their life. And this guy did. He wanted to see Jesus and he'd heard about him. I don't know what, but he, he said he had to, it says that he had to, to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd. And he was, because he was of a short stature. And I'm not even going to go there on that deal, okay? <laughs> Can you imagine collecting the taxes? I'll go there a little bit, okay? <laughs> and, 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 you know, the people, they didn't like tax collectors anyway. I'm sorry, Zacchaeus, I'm a little short this week. But, <laughs> okay, enough of that. I didn't even mean to do that, okay? It says, so he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. He, he made an effort. He made an effort. He had heard about Jesus. And, and, and even though he was challenged, he climbed up in this tree. He had so many things going against him. He climbed up in there. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. He knew who he was. He's God. I mean, he, he knows everything. And he looked at that fellow up in the tree, and he said, come down. Today, I'm going to spend some time with you. Hallelujah. And so in the next verse, it says, so he made haste and came down, and he received Jesus joyfully. Think about this. Think about when you first received Jesus. Did, did, you, did you sense something was different? It was like... I mean, I couldn't, the, finally, the day that I made that decision, when I went up there, it was like I couldn't wait to just repeat those words so that Jesus could come into my heart. And it changed me. It changed me. And, and I began to just be so excited about Jesus that I began to tell everybody that I knew. Some people didn't receive it so well. Oh, yeah, I've heard all that stuff. But you know what? It stuck. And, and see what happens to this guy here. It said, he received him joy joyfully, but when they saw it, they all complained, saying, he is gone to be a guest with the man who is a sinner. You know, when you read something like this, do you ever wonder who they are? Now, I know you've heard this if you've ever had teenagers. Well, they said, I need some new shoes, <laughs> or they said, I, you know, whatever, and you always have to say, who's they? And when I was reading this, I thought about that. But it says in the NIV, it says, all the people 
saw this and began to mutter. Now, the other verse, the way it was in the New King James, it said they begin to complain because he is gone to be a guest of a sinner. So here they are. They're, you know, he's probably, there's a, a, a crowd of Jews here. And so they're beginning to, uh, they're already beginning to gripe about this. And, you know, I really believe when I thought about this, you know, it's important for us that we should never complain. We should never gripe about something that, especially when someone comes to the Lord, we should never judge them. We should never think about where they've been and what they've been doing. We just, it's not our job to do that. And so, because I, I, I thought of Psalm 1-1, and it says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path with sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Here's what it, it means to be scornful. Open dislike and disrespect or mockery, often mixed with indignation. So, they're annoyed and provoked. That's bottom line. And you know what? I've noticed this. When people are annoyed and provoked, they make it known. I don't like that. And, and so, so, but, but I, I, it took me back to uh, when, when uh, Samuel, when Samuel went to Jesse's house in 1 Samuel chapter 16, and, and Jesse was, he, you know, he, he invited him in, and, you know, and they, they had a meal. And afterwards, his, his quest, though, what he was supposed to do is find the next king because Saul had disobeyed and he had blown it. So, so anyway, it came to the time where he was going to anoint the king. And the first one to stand there was a big strapping, like the oldest, and his name was Eliab. And so Eliab was standing there, and he was thinking, well, Saul was big. I'm, I'm making this part up. This guy's big. He's good looking. He looks strong. This is the king. But you remember what God said? He's not the one. He's not the one. I don't see things like you do. You're looking at his outward appearance, but I can see his heart. I look on his heart. And could it be that Jesus, when he saw this fella, that he's, he saw his heart? And maybe he saw something like potential <laughs> that was on the inside of this guy? And when I was thinking about that, I said, oh, Lord, don't ever let me. And I know I have. You know, even, even this week, you know, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't do me any good to watch very much news because the word idiot comes out of my mouth all the time. <laughs> I'm just being honest with you. And so, so what am I doing? I'm complaining. But then I saw this one, excuse me, this one thing in the midst of that where this group of Christians, that they were worshiping God and they were, they were preaching. This young lady was preaching. And I, I can't remember, like 30 or 40 people gave their heart to the Lord. And I went, even in the midst of that, the Lord showed me something good. Isn't that the kind of heart we're supposed to have? And, and so the next thing just really is, is cool because, because it says, Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I give half my goods to the poor, and if I have anything, taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. You know, and I wonder when he said, and if, he's probably making a list in his mind. And if. But 
here's the deal. It was almost like warp speed. You understand that, don't you? Like from one dimension to another, they gas it. And, you know, but, but it was like this fella, when one encounter with Jesus, all of a sudden he's a different man. All of a sudden, he's a different person. And so he's willing to pay back any, anything that he's done. He's going to pay back when he's stolen from people or cheated people out of their money. He wants to do that. And all of a sudden, his heart, is it's, it's changed. If he's defrauded anyone, he's ready to do it. it. When you find the joy of salvation, you loosen your grip on yourself and your worldly goods and you know what he does you begin to gain concern for other people and that's what happened to Zacchaeus and because of that he exhibited repentance when he said I'll pay back fourfold for all that I've stolen but he went on to say this I'm going to give half of all my money to the poor all of a sudden he's become a good steward of what God's given him and so He's the changed man. And this is what Jesus said to him in verse 9. He said, and Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house. I mean, salvation is a turnaround, isn't it? A repentance, a turnaround, and it's come to this house. Who's in the house? J.C. He's on the inside, and he begins to turn things around. And, and I looked up that word, and it's a Greek word. It's called sotaria, and it means this. It means deliverance, preservation, sound, rescue. It means general well-being. And it's material, temporal, and in a spirit, excuse me, in material, temporal, and sp excuse me, spiritual sense. This fellow was changed in every way. And like the material was not that important to him anymore. And, you know, where he was at, his, he, he, was, he thought differently because the Spirit of God had come on the inside of this man. But here is the heart of this whole message, this next line. And it says this. Uh, he said, because he is, um, I left this out, because he is also a son of Abraham. You know, and, and the thing about a tax collector is they were Jews. They were hired, though, by the Romans to, to uh, get money and get taxes, unfair taxes from his own people. And so, but he still was the son of Abraham, so restoration came to him that way too. But then it says, the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Has that ever changed? It really hadn't. He's still seeking and saving He's looking for people, and he's looking for people who are lost, and he wants to embrace them and teach them about him. And, and here's, you know, it reminds me in, in, in Luke chapter 15, there's, there's a parable there of a shepherd that had a hundred sheep. Remember a hundred and one of them wandered off? He, he went astray, and what he did was he left those 99, and he went after the one. <laughs> You know, and, and when he got there, excuse me, he was able to restore that one that was lost and brought him back. And the Bible goes on to say this, that there's, there's more joy 
in heaven over that one that repented than all the ones that were safe. They didn't need repentance. More joy. Now, I believe that that's never changed. It's, well, one thing has changed, and it's this. Jesus didn't hear it, but he is really. He's in us. He's in every one of us. And we carry the message. We carry the grace and the anointing. When we see someone hurting, oh my goodness, that, that, that what we carry on the inside is going to draw us to the lost, to those who are sick, to those who are, are just, they're led astray. And it could be that a lot of them, I heard Pastor Willie George say this one time, that when he was young, he worked in construction, and he said some of the most hardcore, bad-talking, just bad life people that, that he had ever been around, he said rough were people that had been part of the church. And that happens sometimes, doesn't it? For whatever reason. Maybe, you know, they've been hurt or whatever. And, and he began to witness to these guys. And he just began to tell them about Jesus. Some received it and some didn't. There's a lot of hurting people out there, huh? But the man, the good shepherd, he went after that one who went astray. Amen? salvation had come to his house. Now, I've never read this before, but, but when, I, when I got to this the other day, I turned back to the, the previous chapter and, and, and I saw this, and it's in uh, Luke chapter 18, verses 9 through 14. And, and so he's, he's just talking, he's really talking to the Pharisees, and, and, he, and he begins to talk to them. He says, also, he spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and, and, and despised others. They were righteous and they despised others. Two men went to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. I've never seen that before. A tax collector. They went to pray together at the temple. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus within himself. God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I give tithes on all my possessions. I'm cool. I'm a legend in my own mind. It's basically what, that's what he's saying, you know? But, but then it goes on to say this. And the tax collector standing afar off would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven but beat his chest saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went home to his house justified. Which one did? The man who beat his chest and had his head down and said, have mercy on me, I'm a sinner. And it said, rather than the other, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humble, humbles himself will be exalted. I never saw that before, a tax collector. You know, sometimes when I'm reading the Bible and I see these things, and, and uh, in my mind I was thinking, did Jesus 
I mean, was it, was this Zacchaeus? Was this Matthew? <laughs> or, you know, he, he knows our hearts. He knows every single one of us. He knows us all so well. And so then he's walking along there, and, and he brings this tax collector into the kingdom of God. Now, he also, he, in, in, in the book of Luke, he starts talking about the kingdom of God. And he says this in Luke chapter 17, verses 20 and 21. It says, Now when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor will they say, See here or see there. For indeed the kingdom of God is within you. Hallelujah. You know, and so... So I believe that the kingdom of God is here. It's on the inside of us. And I found these three things about the kingdom of God. It means this, the rule of Jesus Christ on the earth. But the way he rules in the earth now is how? It's through all of us. It's through us. And the blessing and advantages that flow from living under Christ's rule. The blessing and advantages that flow. If he's here, if he's in charge, who's in the house? Jesus is here. And the third thing was this, the subjects of the kingdom. See, we're the subjects. You know, in a kingdom, it's not the citizens or the people. It's the subjects of the kingdom. And then it goes on to say this, or who are we? The church. The church. The kingdom of God, and you know what? You always need to remember this, that the church is not these four walls. It's, it's not, that's, I mean, aren't you, I'm so thankful that we have such a nice place. But this is not the church. I mean, it's church when we all meet together, and we are the church, but that's the deal. We are the church. And, it, and, and I believe that we take the church with us wherever we go. I mean, because the things that people need, I keep going back to the same thing. What people need is on the inside of us. That's what people need. People need to know what we have on the inside of us. And you know what? I, I really want to challenge everybody today to be hungry for this. To be hungry, to, to, to just be, it's almost like you're, you're, you're pulling the trigger. It would be just like something, you'd see somebody hurting, like pulling the trigger. All of a sudden, you're over there, bang. You're, you're ministering to someone. Because they, I've always thought this about the gifts of the Spirit. It says, follow after love. And then it says, desire the spiritual gifts. So I think love is like the trigger that, that triggers the spiritual gifts on the inside of us. And all of us, I would say most of us in here, have had enough teaching about being led by the Spirit of God. We know the difference between led by the Spirit and led by our flesh or other things. Sometimes it's my nose. Man, that smells good. But, but you know, it's, it, but we know when it's in our spirit, don't we? We know that. So, so uh, in Matthew 6, it says this. We all know this. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then it says this. And all these things, the blessings. What was it? The blessings and the advantages will come to you. But we seek first the kingdom of God. 
priority, huh? We, we, we seek the kingdom of God every day. I, I, I really admire these people because they can say, you know, when I look up, first thing I think about in the morning is God use me today. <laughs> I think I've said it three times. You know, usually I'm just trying to wake up. But, but the, here lately, I've been saying, Lord, I, I, I heard that. It just kind of rang on the inside of me. Use me today. Use me today. And someone came to my door. Use me today. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, the kingdom of God, and, you know, we know this, that, that in, in the Lord's prayer, it says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is about, in the future, this will happen. And we pray for the day that Jesus, God will return. Jesus will come back here, and he's going to. He's coming again because he has a plan for this planet, not just the United States, this whole planet. But until then, that's in the future, but until then, when we pray, we seek the kingdom of God, we're also praying for the rule and reign of the kingdom of God in our lives. And then when it says this in verse 21, it says, nor will they say, see here or see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is within us. It means this, he, he's, he's talking about himself here. I'm going to abide in you. I'm going to be in you, and when you're under his lordship, then, then he is in control of every part of your life, every part. Hallelujah. And, and remember this, that the kingdom of God is not a bunch of rules and regulations, but it's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. I think it's Romans 16, 17. But that's, you know, that's where we're at now, you guys. And so, would you guys come back? I wasn't very long-winded. But, well, maybe I was. Rhonda will tell me. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I love you, honey. Praise the Lord. You know, we do this song here. And, and if we really mean this, it's, it comes to this place where it says, we need a move. We've been, ex we, we've been expecting a move in this place for a really long time. You know, and you hear of all the things that's happened in this church in the past, all the things that's gone on, and we're in, we're in a place now where greater things, we expect greater things to happen in, in New Creation Church. But honestly, it means greater things within us. Amen? Souls healings, deliverance. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord Jesus. So, we do need a move. So we're going to worship for a minute and sing this song. But I think the, one, the words he showed me is we need to move. <laughs> we need to move too. Whatever we have on the inside, it's time for us to reach the lost. And I talked about this. I know I've been on this thing for weeks now. But I'm telling you, when I see those things on TV, I just think they're so misguided. That's what I talked about last week. So misguided. They, they've heard things, and they're led by things that are just not true. Just not true. We have people in authority that are misguided. Hallelujah. But we can pray we can witness. 
and we can keep this heart this right now mine's just burning on the inside and I want I just want all of us to catch this that we have to be the answer that we're the ones that God's going to send into the world to preach the gospel <laughs> amen amen so listen would you stand and we're going to sing this song I've been just really arguing with the Lord about not doing this, but he keeps telling me I need to. So, I want everybody, or as many as who can, let's just really break the rules and come down here to the front. If you, only if you, want to be part of the move. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Steve, I kind of feel like an evangelist. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 We're not going to pray for anybody this morning, but we will pray for you after the service. If you need, you need hands laid on you, then we have, we have ministers here that will do that, and I'll pray for you too. Hallelujah. Father, I just thank you. Father, I decree, I declare that this group of people who are coming down here today, that now they're on fire. I speak fire into them in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that they're led by the Holy Ghost, that the fire of God is being stirred on the inside of them, and they're hungry. They're hungry for a move. They're hungry for you. They're hungry that for just souls, Father God. And they begin to speak the Word of God like they've never spoken it before. And they begin to go forth, Father. I decree it today. I declare this, that we are a church that loves people. We are a church that needs to, we just got to tell somebody about Jesus. Father, I thank you for it. I speak a blessing over every single one too, Father, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The advantages and the blessing that comes 
in being part of the kingdom of God. Father, I thank you that their houses are blessed, that their families are blessed, that their kids, their kids, even, even those prodigals are coming home. I declare it. Hallelujah. And it's because of our heart. Our heart. Oh, Father God, I thank you. I thank you that you work with us and help us. Father, we give you praise for this. Oh, Lord, we just worship you. Hallelujah. We thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> praise the Lord. One more time, let's, while we're here, you guys can make a lot of noise. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 I just want to pray for you one more time. Father, I thank you. I thank you, Father God. Again, go with us. Lead us and guide us. Father God, I thank you that every day that we hear your voice, and we will not follow the voice of a stranger. And Father, we draw close to you. And, and your word says in James chapter 4 that, that you begin to draw closer and closer to us. And that you cleanse our hearts when you do that, Lord. That you make us have your heart. You change us, Father God. Father, I thank you for this. In the name of Jesus. Father, bless them. I thank you that you bless whatever they put their hand to. In the name of Jesus. Father, I see their finances that right now I speak a blessing over everybody's finances. Whatever was lost is going to be like that lost sheep that's found by the shepherd. Father, I declare it in the name of Jesus that they will overcome. They will overcome any loss that they have. I thank you that everybody here who, who, who seeks after a job finds a job. Hallelujah, Father God. I thank you for it in the name of Jesus because we're blessed. We're favored. Hallelujah. Highly favored. I speak it over every single one of us. Father, we give you praise. Hallelujah. How about just one more shout and we'll go to the house. Hallelujah! <laughs> praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Well, have a good day. Okay, be blessed. Hallelujah. You are blessed. You're blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.